Hey Tom, could you hand me the lie? The lie? As in, you mean like the the phys- physical manifestation? Dude, we gotta get this topagoo out of the carpet. Oh, somewhere. I thought you meant the physical like manifestation of deceit that we have over here. You mean the lie? Oh, okay. It's it's more common that I ask you for what you mentioned than like lie, but yes, uh, there's this stain is not getting out, and I I need. Something to help with that, because somebody didn't lock the tulpas upright. Hmm. The tulpas. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I, I closed that door and I locked it properly, as I always do when I feed them. I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure you did, and that definitely happened, and that did not in any way lead to, to federal agents getting into the studio. Look. Uh, we, we always sort of keep one step ahead of these guys. It was going to happen eventually. The fact that it happened because the tulpas got out because I slipped on some creamed corn when I was locking the door. I mean... I think that was creamed corn, dude, but whatever. Oh, well, it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's both. It's, it's the pain and suffering of mankind and creamed corn at the same time. I mean, we've had to spend... I've spent like the past week looking for bugs in the place, and I've found like eight of them. So, um, to uh, anyone listening in, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the past week of us reorganizing the place and scrubbing the floors. Which, to be fair, this place's floors are pretty fucking filthy anyway. I wonder why the tulpas melted, like, after all this time. Was it just that the sheer psychic force of um, Stolze and Tynes, that just, it was just too much for them? Yeah, something to do with electricity or some shit, I don't know. Alright, well, um, I assume that you didn't have me turn on the, uh, broadcast equipment for our listeners to hear us bicker about, uh, cleaning. Uh, so what do you got in mind here, man? Well, it is, um, it's Kwanzaa season. Um, it's the time of... It is Kwanzaa season. It's the time of, uh, Saturnalia. Um, so... But yeah, anyway, I think you wanted to talk about something, didn't you? Yes, and it is kind of linked with, uh, tulpas in a way. Um, All right. Because the most, one of the most famous tulpas um, in history was um, Jesus Christ, whose tulpa came out of a cave. Um, All right, surprising the wizard Judas. Sure, um, who wasn't expecting that, that. That you're right. That's exactly how that happened. Um, that's probably, exactly what happened there. It was just like evil Coop um, in a way. Um, <laughs> um, so we are discussing a group known as the Jesus Christ Advisory Board. Ah, all right, these guys. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, that's that's pretty Christmassy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can put the you got to put the uh, the uh, the Easter into Christmas. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, this was revealed in a uh, good old book three um, of the good old book good three. Good old book three. Um, <laughs> the the most useful of all the books. Um, hey, 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 hey. That is unfair to Ascension of the Magdalene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is probably the single most useful unknown army source that has ever been released. As soon as the feds leave, we start talking shit again. I don't think either of those were involved with that one. So oh, I'm fair just, enough, fair enough. We're fine. Now, let's give a little bit of a background um, information. Uh, do you want to talk about, you want to give some background? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um... My understanding of the Jesus Christ Advisory Board is that um, they're essentially 
a, a cult leaders union, or perhaps a cult, cult leaders guild might be a better way of putting it. It's a organization of which its membership is various cult leaders, and they basically talk to each other and exchange tips, exchange resources on ways to uh, better run their often doomsday cults. Um, was started by a couple guys kind of tuned in uh, to the underground a while back. Uh, Oscar Hernandez and Maurice Bent. Avatars of the Captain and the Star, respectively. And yeah, they're basically just an, they're an online group. I'm not sure how they organize. Maybe they're a message board. Maybe they're a Facebook group. Who knows? That uh, mm-hmm. exchange tips for how to get the most out of your cult. And... It's adherence, how to best structure it, how to best take advantage of people and get their money. Um, it's a very cynical endeavor, the whole thing. And they're not just necessarily cult leaders. I'm pretty sure that you need to be, you need to claim to be an incarnation or reincarnation of Jesus of Nazareth in order to be a member of this group. It has to be like that, hence the name, and also to keep it some consistency some sort of like through line. I my understanding is that the whole Jesus Christ Advisory Board title was kind of tongue in cheek originally. I I think based on like what we know about, uh, or at least Maurice Bent, uh, he started to believe he is actually the second coming of Christ. I think that they are all like Jesus. Yes, Jesus's. Um, if they're all just got like there's too many types of cults. So people that may not fit sincerely think that they're a new incarnation of. The Nazarene, but put on the public face of doing so. So, in a sense, bringing it back to Santa, it's kind of like those organizations of people that are like Santa impersonators. Yes, yes. That's another one. We don't want to to mess with those guys. Um, Not just beat us up. No, no. We we legitimately do not. They all but start a riot in New York City every year at SantaCon. This is is not a joke. This is something that actually happens. Uh, Pretty much. Now, just looking at these two... uh, characters it's interesting for me just to think about like how uh running a a cult where you're claiming to be jesus christ um having one be the captain and one be the star it's an interesting sort of thought experiment in terms of how like how that that sort of uh manifestation that that jesus is differs like there's the captain jesus who is probably has a smaller cult of disciples while the star jesus it's it's a it's a different um, fronting then. It's a different. Uh... I'm interested in, in Jesus as the star. Uh, recruit for your uh, Christian revivalist uh, doomsday call out of the local musical theater community. Then it's appropriate for your Jesus to be the That's star. Right. Yes, yes, and it's sort of like you have to present your your incarnation, your manifestation of Jesus as being being a star, being being um not the humble carpenter sort of uh healing the sick and hang out with prostitutes type well maybe hang out with prostitutes but definitely so all right life. all right it says right here right here at the beginning of the second paragraph book three today this is an online group that trades ideas and techniques for creating and ruling over a new religious movement there aren't many members and almost all are cynical hypocrites rather than deranged right. but serious religious fanatics so yeah, sounds like most members, at least at the time of this being written, oh, yeah. are grifters of various sorts. Specifically the kind that tend to start new religious movements. Or, as yes, we're yes. going to kind of call them from uh, out here, cults. Because 
New Religious Movement is, in my opinion, a bit of an overly polite title for, uh, especially this type of organization, which is an out-and-out con. It's a combination of, it's a, it's a federation of cons. Yes. Guild of Hucksters. Scam artists, fleecers. Absolutely. And this gives us a good idea of the kind of people that may be members of this group. Now, there are quite a few people out there over the years who have claimed to be uh, reincarnations or incarnations of Jesus Christ, but not all of them are um, necessarily going to be a member of this group. For example, what's his, what's his person? Um, I believe that Ezra Miller claimed to be Jesus at one point. Uh, I, <laughs> among other things, don't think that Ezra Miller, I don't think they're a member of this group. Uh, they are it'd be, they are quite busy and facing prison. So, and my understanding <laughs> is that um, this group was formed too recently for David Koresh to have been a member. There, I think that some of the uh, the big names of like cultist lead cult leaders who claim to be Jesus, like you've got David Koresh, you've mentioned um, Shako Asahara, who was the leader of um, Om Shinri Kyo. I think no, he probably would, he's too. Too much of a true believer, um, I think, and he's also dead, I believe. Um, Yahweh ben Yahweh, a member of the Yash Nation of Yahweh. Jesus was dead at one point, too. That is true. They don't mean a whole lot. That is true. Very briefly. Very briefly. I do find that... Where Shoko has been... How long has Shoko been dead for? It's been a few years, Um, I think. think Wait, did did they execute him? Um, I think it was not that... It was 2018 they uh, executed him. No, yeah, I think it was pretty yeah, recently yeah. too. Like, if I remember, he was in prison yeah. for a while, and then they like executed yeah, yeah, or he exactly. died in prison. There are a few people that I've come across who may be members of this group, um, and that's actually sort of like looking over some of these uh, people maybe sort of opened my eyes to how useful the Jesus Christ advisory board could be. We've got this uh, one fellow here in Australia. Um, who's uh, Alan John Miller, uh, otherwise known as Jesus or AJ, who is a former Jehovah's Witness elder and is a current move, current leader of the uh, Divine Truth movement um, in Australia and uh, elsewhere. Uh, he claims to be a reincarnation of Jesus of Nazareth, and his uh, partner Mary Susan Luck claims to be a reincarnation of the Mary Magdalene. Ah, so they're going Merovingian Bloodline of Christ stuff. All right. No, they're ac- not actually. Um, they claim hmm. that prior to their current lives on Earth, they each lived only a single life on Earth, uh, which began around the beginning of the first century AD and continued for 1900 plus years in the spirit world or other dimensions uh, after their deaths on Earth in the first century. And then they came back as AJ and Mary. I, I, I kind of assume that anything that has Jesus and Mary getting on is Merovingian and Bloodline of Christ territory. I mean, it, there's not much to go off of if you're just like, oh yeah, by the way, Jesus and Mary totally banged. They didn't actually have any kids, though. protection, come on. I am the lamb. Skin. Well, uh, yeah, this, this doesn't appear to be what these two are going for. Uh, they're going for a sort of very, like, like a sort of spiritualist type thing well so do you mean partner in the sense of like business partner or partner in the Part- sense of romantic, romantic i believe um yeah okay okay yeah could be i mean it sounds like a bit of both but you know there's some there's some ambiguity um, there. and so they mostly just give like they give seminars and they have about like um 
how to find the divine truth. They call themselves not a religion. Um, of course, like like the like most annoying religions, they claim to be. We're not the religion. We're the truth. It's like oh, okay, okay. We're not a religion, but our leader is totally the reincarnation of Jesus. That's right. That's right. They spent a while in the early two thousands, late two, like late two thousands, early two thousands, twenty tens, talking about like um, end time stuff, like tidal waves, and making references to the movie twenty twelve, being like, "Yeah, it'll be just like twenty twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like every J. Brock oh, yeah. movie at oh, once. Yeah. It's gonna be insane." Now, apparently, a lot of uh, Miller's teachings are basically ripped off from an older work by a medium, a spiritualist, uh, James Edward Padgett, uh, who died in the 20s, who um, had a book, True Gospel Revealed Anew by Jesus. Now, this was uh, material that was allegedly communicated directly to Padgett by Jesus, and a lot of it was repackaged for Divine Love. So this guy, this AJ, he does seem like of someone who could be easily a uh, member of the uh, Jesus Christ Advisory Board. Or at least the type of person, if you didn't want to, like, bring him in. Well, you think you, it kind of hits all the notes of your classic cult, you know, doomsday prophecies, claiming we're not a religion, uh, mm. having uh, all sorts of seminars that people can join for free. You All you need to do is just have a chance to listen to what we have to say, and I'm sure that... Uh, you'll get something out of it. I mean, and like, there's something appealing about, like, oh yeah, the reason there's so many of these guys have a shared playbook is because they're all part of an online community that basically, like, teaches you how to run a cult. I mean, my question is, the sorts of guys involved with these communities are usually very much the sort that are like, yeah, I'm, sm- I'm the smartest motherfucker in the room, right? Absolutely. I mean, you have to be to claim to be Jesus Christ. So, my question is... Is the Jesus Christ advisory board set up like a pyramid scheme? Ooh, nah. Where you ooh. go to seminars on how to run your That's cult? That's amazing. Kind of like they, you know, there's those like management seminars that are part of pyramid schemes and shit. How to improve yourself as a human being. How to become a more effective leader. How to advance in the professional world, all that. So, Jesus Christ advisory board could be like, hey, follow, join this seminar to... Get some tips on how to expand your cult's local influence and uh, run membership drives and whatnot. But you don't get the you don't get the real powerful techniques until you're a higher level. And to do that, you need to bring other people into the that's advisory amazing. board. That's amazing. I don't know if that's sustainable, but it's such a, I like I like it. I don't know about the cat pyramid scheme. I think any good. I, I think a lot of oh, good true. UA factions are in no way sustainable, and that's that's where the player characters come in. They're the ones that. Poke at that block at the bottom That's of the Jenga really tower that just sends the whole thing toppling over. I do like the convention. It reminds me of the serial killer convention from Sandman, uh, but it's just all Jesus's. Uh, that's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> there is a couple other uh, candidates I have. Uh, interesting characters I've come across. Generally speaking, uh, people that claim to be Jesus Christ reincarnated tend to be pretty interesting people in many ways, or at least uh, do some fucked up shit. Um, I've got... Yeah, that's fair. Apollo uh, Kuboloi uh, from the Philippines, who is the leader of the Kingdom of Jesus Christ. Uh, he was a former uh, Pentecostal uh, church member, uh, but he f- founded the 
KJC in uh, the Kingdom of Jesus Christ in 1985, right. made claims of being the appointed son of God, as well as the owner of the universe. The owner? Um, the owner. Like, like, uh, as opposed to the operator of the universe? All right. Is he the owner of the universe? Yeah, he doesn't operate, he just owns it. So he's the current uh, he, current CEO of the universe, but he's not necessarily the founder. That's it, that's it, there you go. Uh, oh, that's great, that's a, that's an interesting fucking, that's a, that's a weird spit on Gnosticism. That's, a, that's interesting theology, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, it was a hostile takeover by Yaldabaoth all along. Now, he's pretty fucked up. He has been, uh, he is charged, he has been charged in California with sex trafficking charges before having a, a fucking cult um, and abusing members of his church aged between 12 and 25. Of course. Yeah, basically, um, in exchange for privileges and avoiding eternal damnation. Uh, this is quite a common thing with cult leaders. I mean, that is like, that is a really dark implication of this whole organization. Is oh, yeah. means that like a lot of their talking strategy would literally be about, okay, how do I most effectively, like, sexually abuse people and coerce people into sleeping with them. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it, it, it's problematic in the sense that it's not looked at a lot where we'd like have these guys like, ha ha, cults are funny and cults are funny, but they're also fucked. Um, and like, it's really important yeah. to like acknowledge that uh, with a group like Jesus Christ Advisor Board. I mean, yeah. And I think UA is a game that's very good at like having a front of absurdity and then you play the absurdity entirely straight to the mm -hmm. point where it becomes fucked up. And cults are very similar in that yeah, regard. Definitely. Um, there's also some as a um, uh, uh, an issue of uh, Apollo Kupaloi getting into a uh, dispute with the New People's Army, who are the armed wing of the Communist Party of the Philippines. Um, Kupaloi has been accused of. Being Wait, these guys are in California, aren't they? No, no, no. This is Philippines. He's 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 been charged in the Philippines okay. for uh, sex trafficking, uh, but he still is active in uh, in the Philippines because he. I think he's fairly close with Duterte um, and uh, other such people. So he uh, his parents were loyal supporters of uh, Fernand, uh, Ferdinand Marcos. Um, so yeah, he has political connections, but he, um, has been sanctioned by the U.S. uh, for his, uh, ooh, since very quickly, he, he was sanctioned, uh, on the 10th of December, 2022, for gross human rights abuses and corruption. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah, not even a week ago as of recording. And so, yes, he got into, uh, his, an issue with the Communist Party of the Philippines, New People's Army, uh, who accused uh, his group or him of being behind the massacre of the Clata de Goba leader Datu Domingo Dirog and his family uh, for refusing to All sell right. two hectares of their okay. property to Quibloy and his uh, cult. So this was an area that was claimed by the Bagobo people, okay. um, and it's right next to um, a walled prayer mountain um, used by um, Kupaloi's cult. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a big thing. And in response, Kupaloi branded the rebels as Satan's offspring. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's that's a it's it's pretty fucked up. There was also an issue where um, Kupaloi claimed to have stopped a uh, series of earthquakes in Mindanao by exclaiming "Stop!" He says he stopped the earthquakes. And this was made fun of on TV 
um, on the TV show. It's showtime. I'm just imagining him going like mid-earthquake and stop, stop, uh, and stop. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So this was a TV show that was on the ABS-CBN channel. Uh, which was a long-running, like a famous... Uh, it's a big a big channel. It was a big channel in the, the Philippines. And they uh, challenged him to stop the the country's longest-running television series, which was called Ang Provinciano, which was an action drama series and had been running for uh, about five years at that point. Uh, but it was this country... That actually doesn't sound that long, but it was apparently the longest-running series in the country. And he accepted the challenge and... Soon after, the uh, National Telecommunications Commission ordered ABS-CBN to cease its radio and, tele- and uh, television broadcasting operations after their 25-year broadcast franchise expired the previous day. And so he managed to force uh, this company off the air. They moved on to um, online only, and Ang Provinciano um, was eventually... Well, it actually did, it didn't get cancelled. It just aired its series finale uh, this year, actually. But still, he, he definitely tried because they challenged him, stop this show, and he managed to get the, uh, the, the whole fucking network taken um, off the air, but the, he didn't stop the show. So, well, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of interesting guys uh, saying that they're Jesus Christ out there. That's, yeah, pretty much. Like, this guy is someone who's got... Uh, a lot of followers. He claims two million. I don't think it's two million. It's more like a, uh, I don't know how many it's going to be, but he claims a lot. Maybe like a tenth of that tops. Yeah, basically. But he's got political connections. He's got like uh, he's wanted for fucked up shit. Um, definitely the kind of guy that could be could be involved. Like I, I like um, because I like the idea that the Jesus Christ Advisory Board does have like people like all around the world with these cults because I'm looking at... Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, two others that are, like, big... Uh, we don't really need to get into them, but um, I'm sure you know about Vasarion in Russia. Yes, yes. Yes, the Jesus of Siberia, uh, who dresses in all-white flowing robes and has pretty much the, the largest uh, cult area, uh, cult uh, compound in Siberia, uh, the Church of the Last Testament. There is also, uh, oh, actually, the Church Last Testament is interesting because it combines uh, Russian Orthodox Church beliefs with Buddhism and a bunch of uh, eco values, uh, which is quite interesting. Uh, you've also got Marina Svigan, who is the leader of the Great White Brotherhood, which is another, which is a, an alarming name. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, is there is there like a racial dimension to this? It was one? taken from Theosophy. Um, uh, okay, mean so that... the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, Theosophy at the time was very much a progressive movement. At the time. But, you know, like a lot of stuff that the, like, popular left wing was up to uh, around the turn of the century, uh, there's a lot of very racist shit in there. Like, uh, you know, all the eugenics stuff that they were very gung-ho about. It's, um... Yeah, it's always it's 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 fairly unfortunate. I'm not sure how like how much of a racial theme it had. The Great White Brotherhood was bigger like just after the fall of the Soviet Union, but uh, Marina Siegan got arrested and um, uh-huh. sent to prison uh, in from 1993 to 1997. She had predicted the apocalypse in 1993, um, but then got arrested for 
violating citizens' health under the guise of religious ceremonies. And since then, she has been, uh, she started a new project called the Cosmet Polyart of the Third Millennium of Victoria Priobrazhenskia. Um, and is uh, trying to restart her movement. So she's had a bit of a hard time. But again, that's two people that I think would be funny. Can't keep a good cult leader down. You can't, you can't keep a good cult leader down. Two people that would be interesting to like bring, like have on on the like. There's so many. Like I'm just looking at this list of people claiming to be Jesus, and you can take a few and just drop them in. Have some like uh, fictional ones and some real ones. At least, at least looking at these real ones gives. Ideas. Okay, when you said to have them on, I'm like, wait, you mean on the show? No, no, no we don't have them on the show. I'm talking about if people are wanting to do some war games with the war game manual. <laughs> Because we could probably do that with at least one of these guys, I oh, bet. No. Um, I'd rather it was AJ. I don't want to talk to Paulo Kuvaloy. Uh... <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. That sounds like a good way to get a hit put out on you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want... Yeah, no. And you're you're a lot closer to uh, his area of power than I That's am. That's true. That's true. Um, the last... There's, there's so many. There's a whole bunch. Um, I'll go through a few... I'll just do like a, a like a lightning round, but there's one I want to like focus on. Yeah, Jesus Christ lightning round. Let's well, go, Thompson. All right, number one. No, no, no. Got? Before the lightning round, before the lightning round, I want to like focus in on one more guy, I, and, and I want to send you a picture of him. He looks like a fucking salary man. <laughs> now, this is Mitsuo Matayoshi. He was the leader and founder of the World Economic Community Party, or Sekai Kezai Kyoto Taito in Japan. Ah, uh, nothing makes me think of Jesus just like like world economics. That's right. Um, so he called himself Jesus Matayoshi, or the only God Matayoshi Jesus Christ, was his other name. He was a perennial candidate in uh, like elections. Uh, born in Okinawa, which is interesting. Um, and he developed an eschatology that combined Japanese-style conservative collectivism, which is very different from uh, Western conservatism. Uh, but he combined that with Augustine's City of God. All right. So his plan was to, as the last judgment of Christ, was to do it within the current political system. So his first step was to become the Prime Minister of Japan. Um, and then he would have reformed Japanese society along um, his religious lines. And then he would have been offered the post of Secretary General of the United Nations. Um, then reigning over the world with two legitimate authorities, religious and political, um, he would have reformed the world economic system to encourage every nation to be self-sufficient um, and agriculture-based. Um, he was kind of racist as he opposed permanent residency and naturalization of foreigners because he believed abandonment of one's motherland was wrong. So he wanted all non-Japanese, ethically non-Japanese people to go back to their ancestral homelands, even if they were born in Japan. He wanted the US to leave. He wanted everyone to be... It was very much like that kind of like... Let, it, it's a bit fascist, but like... That kind of like everyone lives in their in their place, but we're all farming and under Jesus and under Matayoshi, who is the yeah, a very sort of like pastoralist vision of conservatism. Yes. yes, I mean the whole like prime minister then UN secretary general thing. It's abnormally grounded for a cult leader's plan to rise to leader of the world. So I kind of appreciate that. Yes, yes. Instead of like, you know, him being crowned into the pillar of light or whatever. He's like, we were going to march through the institutions. I will be democratically elected as prime minister of Japan. And from there, I'll be appointed to lead the UN. 
It's an interesting. It's <laughs> this guy is Moxie. It definitely. I, I like that. He's not pie in the sky like the rest of these cult leaders. Definitely. And he uh, campaigned in a very classic uh, minivan with oversized loudspeakers. Oh, of course. Of course. Excellent. Excellent. He was known for his stylized Kabuki-inspired voice blasting over the uh, loudspeakers. He ran many elections in from 97 to 2013, um, winning none of them. But he became known for his eccentric campaigns in which he all, uh, urged opponents to commit suicide by Harikiri and said he will cast them into Gehenna. <laughs> it's an interest like that. That's a good gimmick for a Japanese political candidate. I think he thinks he's Jesus Christ and wants you to kill yourself after voting for him and 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 um, uh, nominating him for Secretary General of the UN. Uh, that's pretty solid. Japan, my understanding is they're a bit more flippant with their use of Jesus Christ. Which makes sense because, you know, they 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 are in a country that is like Christianity come doing it is very recent. But Christianity is... Kind of, in Japan, Christianity is kind of like Mormonism in the U.S. It's interesting. Okay. Would you agree with me on that? <sighs> that it's, it's considered this sort of fringe uh, not- religious movement that isn't necessarily like... Oh yeah, it's definitely fringe. out of the mainstream entirely, but is definitely considered kind of wacky. I think it depends. I think like it's definitely not a major force, religiously speaking. But like, if you're talking about like Catholicism in Japan, I think that's it's it's a, kind of wacky and fringe, but it's like it's got a history to it. I think there's lots sure. of like uh, sure. sort of religious like uh, you get a lot of uh, like evangelicals and things like that in Japan are kind of seen as kind of wacky and then you've also got the actual Mormons there's lots of little movements that are small like uh, purely Christian ones are the Living Christ One Ear of Wheat Church um, the Japan Ecclesia of Christ the Holy Ecclesia of Jesus the Okinawa Christian Gospel and the Zion Christian Church they all operate in Japan sort of independently of they're all like uh, apparently indigenous for the most part and there's also a bunch of groups which are like semi-Christian, like uh, syncretic, the Christ Heart Church, Life Giving Christ. Like they combine some, uh, you know, a bit of Shinto, a bit of Buddhism in there. Which sure, is, you know, sure. Standard. I mean, your standard sort of, uh, yeah, syncretic, uh, the, the fusion restaurant of religions. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, imagine like a big fusion buffet, but of religions. Delicious. Um so, what is like a standard religion if not what's what's those like blue ribbon? Those like like meal prep kits that you get you can order. Like most standard religions are like blue ribbon, uh, but the real way to do it is to make it at home. Um, you don't have to follow the recipe. You don't have to follow. You don't one. need to follow a recipe. You don't need a cookbook. Just experiment by yourself. Figure out what you like, and then share it with your neighbors. And can encourage them to do the exact. Yeah, I'm just same. imagining like a a cult run by like a Gordon Ramsay character. <laughs> You call this theology? That would actually be that. That would be who you'd want. At this commentary isn't fit for me to wipe my ass. That's with. who you have leading the convention, or at least one of the speakers at the convention for the Jesus Christ cultists, like uh, cult leaders. Is you have a Gordon Ramsay type character who's just like rips apart people's theology. Well, the thing I was thinking for that is like, there's that guy. Maurice is. Sincerely starting to believe that he's the second coming of Christ, right? Yeah, and that's not a good thing. So, then, of course, what you have is there's the pyramid scheme thing going on. 
and Maurice is slowly convincing all these other cult leaders, like, no, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm actually the real deal here. Mm, that's that's a that's a good um, internal uh, struggle, internal conflict. A Jesus cult within the Jesus cult cult group. Yes, within the Jesus cult scam, the Jesus cult scam cult. Yeah, you're like okay, that, now I'm liking. The, like, he's trying to f- make a pyramid scheme. Maybe he's like trying to put it together, and it's just like you could be like there's different tiers of Jesus. <laughs> well, no, what it could be is okay. So we know maybe it's a pantheist. We we know that Oscar's the captain and Maurice is the star, sure. right? So maybe Oscar has been trying to organize a pyramid scheme to make the no, captain think- stuff more viable, <sighs> because you know captain can only be leader of so many people right so that way he has his crew that's below him on the pyramid and he has this constant upturn but it looks like maurice is going to be usurping power over the pyramid scheme from oscar through the claim and sincere on his part that he's actually jesus christ and that you should follow him instead i don't know i like the idea of oscar being more I, I liked him as like I would I would have him as like the the sympathetic one because I like the idea of like the captain having his disciples and it being like a, a smaller sort of cult um, and he actually cares about them like I think what what are the like as a captain you have to actually give a shit right well like these guys form this organization as a way to trade tips on how to I know but people if if you are an avatar of the captain don't you have to give a shit about your crew I believe uh, let's check the original literature. Let's see if the text backs up the theology we're dropping here. Captain's authority cannot extend over a larger endeavor than a small ship, business, or group. Call it 20 people. Otherwise, the reality of the meetings and paperwork harshes the we few, yep. we band of brothers vibe. But a pyramid scheme can kind of get around that a bit, right? Because you have your crew beneath you on the pyramid, and they kind of each have their I'm own a- crew. Yeah. And fuck! I would rather Captain... Get- Captain Cult Pyramid Scheme. There's nothing that says that a captain can't also be a crew member of another captain. Uh, look, no, that you, you cannot because then you would be an admiral, and we can't have that. <laughs> look, I, I, I like. I see. What, I like. I like the idea of. Well, I don't know. I, I'm skeptical of the idea of the pyramid scheme, but I wouldn't give it to Oscar because I like. Yeah. I want to keep it like fitting with the. Uh, He's a captain at the end of the day. He's a captain. He's an avatar of the captain. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, fundamentally, this group needs to be kind of on the down low. Hush, hush. They can't be doing conventions and shit. Um, as much as I like the idea of a MLM cult that recruits solely from the leadership of that's, other MLM that's, cults. That is actually a stronger idea. I would um, take that and be like, MLM, LMM, MLM, MLM cult. It would be great. One interesting thing I see about the captain here is it says an avatar of the captain must consider or agonize over the fates of the crew under his command while balancing his leadership, the overall good of the majority of the crew, the completion of the mission, and the achievement of any goals. Failing that, the captain must make a show of considering or agonizing over them. Um, Avatar taboos are all about how you act, after all. So that's that ad, that gives some interesting character to him. Like he he has his disciples and he cares about his disciples, but does he? Yeah. Maybe not. But he has to show that he does. Well, and you know you can legitimately care about people while still wanting to learn techniques how to better manipulate them and get them to do what you want. You just square circle with I. Of course, I know what's better for them than they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I, I just need to figure out ways to properly convince them to do the right thing. And if that involves tricking them a little bit, then, you know, so be it. I like the idea that Oscar's, like, um, disciples, his little cult, he's named them all after one of the disciples. Um, but, like, the, 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 Judas, the Judas is sure. rotating. Like, whoever he's most angry at at the moment, just yeah. like, oh, I thought you were Samuel, but actually you've been Judas all along. That's a good member count for yep. a captain's crew. Um, I, I dig the guy of someone that is both drawing from, like, Jesus imagery <laughs> and also <laughs> sailing captain imagery. Uh, yeah, Jesus pirate sort of themed. Uh, looking at the archetype, I could see the guide, maybe. Maybe, but he's not really having a cult then. I mean, the martyr is the easy one. The martyr is the easy one, easy peasy. The mother, as Jesus, <laughs> would be interesting. Sure. Uh, there's plenty of um, cults that are run by women who claim to be a female incarnation of Jesus Christ. So there's a Jesus. Uh, the star is honestly an interesting one. Star's interesting. Because, like that's not one I really associate with Christ very much. You know, arguments can be made for the martyr, the messenger, the captain, even. But the star, again, like, I don't, uh, I guess because he's, like, a good performer, sure. uh, you know, Sermon on the Mount is, in a sense, like, a performance on a stage. But, yeah, like, tons of other archetypes Jesus could be. The survivor, the true king. Arguably the warrior. Naked goddess. Naked goddess Jesus, come on. Oh, there you go. Jesus just caked the fuck up. Ineffable, ineffable Jesus. Again, this this is important. He needs to be up on the cross, and that that ass needs to be spilling out all over Golgotha. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Um, no, that's, no, I do like the idea that the most part are they're mostly avatars. I can see some, maybe some adepts, Jeez, or just like mundane. Uh... Well, we know that there's a bit of both. They know about the underground, and they have like connections with avatars and adepts because they'll hire sure. them to do stuff. So, from what's written up here, they have no idea really what the fuck adepts are and how they work. They just know that they do. And their understanding of avatars are pretty yep. warped. The star Jesus definitely has a Vestamancer on hand to make his ruffles. Yes, of course. Now, like, avatars... Like, they, I feel like it's not that hard to come to the conclusion, like, okay, if you live your life according to like certain archetypal roles that society has room for you tend to be successful in those roles yes. um, and then add some woo woo youngian slash manifesting dimension to it and then you're good yeah there you go which is pretty much how archetypes work already so it, they just you don't know about the invisible clergy stuff it, you can figure out the gist of kind of how avatars work while knowing nothing about the invisible clergy and all that. Yeah, you can... If you see it through masks or, like, if you... Like, for example, uh, yeah. someone who has, like, more of, like, a voodoo voodoo mindset or anything like that or anyone who, like, um, deals yeah. with, like, manifested saints or, like, um, the sort of shamans who uh, take on, like, for like uh the spirits of ghosts or whatever like there's lots of ways you can interpret the avatars while still not having that information about the the uh the representative democracy in this guy now i'm looking at the adepts being like jesus no one no one wants 
Imagine Agromancer Jesus. Do you want to go to Jesus Ranch? I don't know about going to Jesus Ranch. Imagine fucking Epiduromancer Jesus. Yeah, it's easy. Like, yeah. No, that's just, um, again, go back to the Philippines, like those guys that go up on the cross. Um, yeah. Crucified. Yeah, that's Classic. fair. Um, Classic. Jesus. That would be fun. Drawing from all the disparate depictions of him throughout cinema history. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, what's that guy? What's that guy that does the, 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 the Mexican guy that does the weird movies? Uh, that you've, what you've told, talked about. Uh, Are you more Fellini Jesus? Are you a Scorsese Jesus? A Jodorowsky Jesus? Uh, <laughs> Are you a Gibson Jesus? <laughs> Tarantino Jesus is coming. Now, it's good to look at, like, the... Like, let's go... Oh, let's uh, go back to do my lightning round, because this is... All right. Uh, All right. Because looking at the people that existed in the real world and combining that with like the types of adepts and avatars we come across would give a good sort of idea of the kind of characters you'd find in the Jesus Christ advisory board. Um, how far back do you want to go? Well, I guess how far back do we estimate the board goes? I'd say they probably started in the new millennia. Sure. Sure. That, that, then I've covered most of the ones. Maybe early on. Um,. Oh, this is more on the eyes of like. I'd imagine they have like a forum mm. that's been around, or maybe an IRC chat or something, like something kind of old that just like just sticks around because, dude, it's really like one. A lot of the community skews older, and two, it's like a good way of maintaining secrecy because it doesn't work so well if you're on Facebook or Reddit or whatever. It's more, I'm thinking of, like, um, getting inspiration for the type of characters that end up in this group. Well, it's an interesting cross-section, right? Because it, you you have cult leaders that mm-hmm. are often claiming to be Jesus, while also are operating cynically enough that they join a group like this in the first place. While also are, to a certain degree, humble enough that they'd bother to join a group like this, rather than like, oh, I don't need these guys' tips. Yeah. I can just figure all this shit out by myself. Yeah, this is why you're not going to have like a Charles Manson, a Jim Jones, or a Sung Moon in here. I mean, I think the group's membership is kind of leaning in that sort of direction. But and those just because of naturally who ends up being cult leaders, and that's going to cause a lot of instability for these guys in the long term. Yeah, you don't want too many true believers in here because that yeah that sort of breaks up the whole scam aspect um talking shop is hard when someone actually believes they're jesus well not just that a bunch of strong personalities all in the same community inevitably chafe against each other given time yeah um hold on there was actually oh there was this story here we go the three jesuses of ypsilanti all right so back in the 50s there were um three psychiatric patients in the Ypsilanti State Hospital who all believed that they were Jesus and a psychologist brought them together um, to see what would happen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's psychology nutshell. Fuck it, just put the three delusional guys with the the same delusion in a room together and see what what the fuck happens. Science! That's right, science. That's how it works, exactly. So these three patients, there was uh, Clyde Benson. This is falsifiable as fuck, <laughs> he's saying, as he's observing through the two-way mirror. Uh, Clyde Benson, Joseph Castle, and Leon Gabor, they all believed that they were Jesus Christ. And uh, first, they, 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 they had like a big fight. They quarreled. They, they, they had a big, uh, 
they almost like got into a physical altercation uh, with each other over this, um, and it did not it did not cure them. But eventually, they um, each explained away the other two as being patients with a mental disability in a hospital or dead and being operated by machines. <laughs> so they eventually came to a sort of uh, they became sort of semi they, they they settled down they they sort of supported each other they were they were okay with each other because they were like oh, i'm jesus and these two are just crazy and we all think that we're jesus and the other two is crazy and it's all good <laughs> well yeah like it's like the, the thing that threatens people is not so much like the competition because it's not like these guys had much of a way of followers what threatened them is just their the threat they present to their worldview yeah. And eventually they quickly figure out, oh, okay, wait, this guy's just insane. I'm actually Jesus. He's just sure. full of shit. This poor guy. That's right. I, I, I will forgive him because I am Jesus. And at the end of the day, like, is that not Jesus to forgive? And you know, like that is a nice thing. When your delusion of grandeur has you believing that you're a very diplomatic figure from history, then that is sort of a way of diffusing some of this conflict a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. You, have, you, you know, even though, like, you have 12 uh, people believing they're Jesus Christ, they're all turning the other cheek, so it's fine. That could sort of settle down some of the uh, issues within the Jesus Christ Advisory Board if we started to have too many members who were uh, true believers, in a sense. It'll be an interesting, like, schism. Uh, <laughs> I think more of the issue is the uh, chafing, from, uh, the conflict that would come from just so many big personalities being in proximity to each other. Yeah. I, However, I do like the idea of some of the Jesuses arriving and, and believing that they're Jesus, but still going to the conventions and, 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 and like talking to them because they just find it so useful. They're just like, all of these are con artists. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's useful advice regardless. Yeah. Just like, well... How do you get your flock to listen to you? Well, here's some tips. Damn, it sucks that all these guys are manipulative cult leaders because this is also very useful for conveying the truth to people. Uh, as speaking as Jesus Christ, I think that the ends justify the means. Yeah, God works in mysterious ways. And of course, I would be, as Jesus Christ, I am the final authority on what is good and not. So, ah, uh, it works. Out. I am the deontology. Um, yeah. It's a real nice shortcut to get around having to build a coherent one from scratch. All right, lightning round. Lightning round. All right, we've got... I don't think this is much of a lightning round, but yeah, keep telling me more about all these uh, sundry Jesus. Uh, Arnold Potter, schismatic Latter-day Saint leader, claimed to be Jesus Christ. Uh, James, no, sorry, claimed that the spirit of Jesus Christ entered his body, and he became known as the Potter Christ, or just Potter Christ. Uh, he died in an attempt to ascend to heaven. Well, how recent was this? This was in the 1800s. Okay, less fun. He died in an attempt to ascend to heaven by jumping off a cliff. His body was later retrieved and buried by his followers. <laughs> this would be a lot more fun if it was like a new religious movement recruiting out of the Potterhead community. There you go. That's that's how you do it. This is the point of this, just to come up with ideas. So I am kind of legitimately interested in the psychology here, in a sense. Like, yeah, like a lot of it's... Motivated by delusions of grandeur that come from various psychological disorders. Sure, of course. That's, that's easy to reach for. But usually these guys are coming from some sort of Christian background. It almost makes more sense to me if you're coming from some other religious background and being like, oh yeah, also 
I'm all oh, these that other was super common. History, including Jesus, right? That, no, 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 that's, that's super common as well. That happens all the time. Yeah, no, I know that, and that makes a bit more sense to me. But when you're specifically coming from, like, the Christian background, and you've been immersed in this stuff for, like, decades, and you're just reading through the Bible one day, and you're thinking, wait a second, me? That sounds like, I remember this. Uh, I remember this. You, re- you read the Bible, and then you read, uh, read um, Behold the Man by Michael Moorcock, and you're like, holy shit, here we go. It was me all along. So, yeah, like it, it's interesting to me. It, it, it kind of shows, in a sense, how delusions tend to develop and that they arise from the symbolic language and belief systems that we are immersed in growing up, usually. So, even though it's, from the perspective of a standard Christian, incredibly prideful to be like, oh, obviously I'm, the, I'm Jesus walking on Earth once again. You know, if you do have those... Delusions of grandeur, that's kind of what you're going to immediately reach for and what makes sense. As opposed to more, I guess, maybe more typical and common stuff like, oh, I'm the reincarnation of Cleopatra, my medium told me so. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit cheap then. It's a bit too common, yeah. I mean, like, I remember, like, so, some group went around and found there was, like, over 100 people that all had a sincere claim to being the reincarnation of Cleopatra. I like the idea of, like, a Cleopatra convention across the road from the Jesus Christ convention. Also good. Any conventions like that are a lot of fun. The Cleopatra convention, they just they don't even have cults. <laughs> they, just, they, just, they just exist. They're just like, yeah, it was Cleopatra. Oh, you're also Cleopatra. Let's, let's, let's have a powwow about being Cleopatra and how it's hard it is to be Cleopatra in this modern world. Almost as good as the Solipsis convention. How about this? How about this? As a, as a, a justification for why there are multiple people from the past is the world there's only so many souls um no i've heard this one i've heard this one so you've ended up with people getting split apart as, yes uh, <laughs> you know you need to have conservation of soul matter as po- the population is increased then you're gonna eventually have souls splitting apart and i say bullshit to that rather rather all of the species of animals that are dying out and going extinct oh, are yeah. actually just a sign of how spiritually advanced we're becoming mm. as a species. As all of those animals instead ascend up the ladder to become reincarnated as human beings. That's actually interesting because then you have people who are like, I identify as a, as a fucking saber-toothed tiger. I was always a saber-toothed tiger. That's cool. It's like sort of like a mix of spirit animal and reincarnation. No, like a lot of the early days of the Otherkin community was coached in, I'm a reincarnated wolf. I'm a reincarnated tiger. Like that was a big part of that community early on. That's pretty cool. Imagine if you had like, uh, can animals be Otherkin? Um, I mean, theoretically, I suppose. It's like asking if animals can be gay. Or, like, if animals can be trans, it's like, I, I, I don't think they have enough self-awareness to get to that point yet. Well, there's animals, there's, like, um, the monogamous birds that have same-sex, like, matings for life and stuff like that. Yeah, no, like, sexuality is a bad thing to reach for, because we do have concrete examples of, like, male animals think that, fucking other males, or females fucking other females. I don't think should have... That happens. Whereas gender gets more dicey because that's like... Because animals don't have a concept of gender. A self-reflection yeah, I don't thing? Think I don't think yeah, like I, 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 I think humans may be the only animals with gender, to be honest. Let's ask our dolphin friends next time. Next time we have dolphins on. 
Alvaro Thais, otherwise known as Henri Cristo, is a Brazilian astrologer claiming to be a reincarnation of Jesus. Um, known for participating in lively debates with religious figures on TV, such as the priest Oscar Gonzalez Quevado, who Alvaro, who Jesus claims to be a reincarnation of the Spanish Inquisitor Tomás de Torquemada. Um, he has made a lot of pro- provocative statements about vegetarianism and uh, evolution. You know, so did Hitler. Could you elaborate on that? The new stage of man's spiritual evolution necessarily requires that the ingestion of the corpses of the smaller brothers members of the ecology be abstained and also for health reasons because all anxiety hormones antibiotics in short the harmful substances present in the animal's meat at the time of slaughter are inevitably transferred into the organism of those who consume it causing countless harm that's cute okay from now on from now on instead of calling them pets i'm going to call them smaller brothers it's pretty great all right never mind i like this guy I'm fine with this guy he's like yeah no do they reach the next stage of spiritual evolution we need to not eat our smaller brothers and then, and then the interviewer is like, do you believe that God is also a vegetarian? Which is a silly fucking question. Uh, but he replies... What? He says, does Inri believe that his father was also a vegetarian? He replies, Inri's father, who is also our father, the supreme creator, already from the beginning of creation, left us herbs, fruits, and seeds who were to serve us as food. If he had a physical body, he would certainly be a vegetarian. However, he instructs his children to be vegetarians in order to be in symbiosis with him in harmony with nature. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's a decent answer, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a kind of stupid question. That would be fair. They're all playing a kind of a stupid game here. Um, in 1982, he performed what he called a libertarian act by breaking into the cathedral in Belém and Para State. And then he was sent to jail for profanation and vandalism. He's been detained by police more than 40 times. But now... It's been a while, so this is like his heyday was in the seventies and eighties, and he's now he's now an old man. He's now seventy four. Yeah, Jesus settled down a bit as he got older. He now he lives in a residence um, on the outskirts of Brasilia called Soust, which stands for Supreme Universal Order of the Holy Trinity. Um, the property is protected by weapons, barbed wire, electric fences, dogs, and an observation tower where Alvaro lives with nine women, also with characterized garments. <laughs> Well, this is what actually got me thinking about if you're bringing, like, if you're operating the cult underground or doing the war game. The useful thing about the Jesus Christ Advisory Board is, as I say, like, if you help them out, um, they could be very useful. Say, for example, you and your cabal need to go to Brazil or Russia or the Philippines or Australia or whatever uh, for some whatever reason. Now, you arrive in a new place. You don't know the occult underground. You don't know what the hell's going on. Easy way to get, like, fucked up. But because in the past you helped out uh, Maurice or Oscar or some other American member of Jesus Christ Advisory Board, they put in a good word to Apollo or AJ or Inri or whoever, and that means that you can pull on those resources. You've got a resource there of a Jesus cult. So just making friends with a Jesus Christ Advisory Board is useful. I could see this kind of going out of direction. Either you like, you know, a cult rolls into town, uh, ends up bringing a bunch of new members from local citizens, uh, they're causing a big hubbub, and acting like dicks in some way, and you're like, we gotta take these guys down. You can look into these guys and figure out, hey, are they connected to the Jesus Christ Advisory Board? Is that one of the reasons why these guys have such strangely large amount of resources at their disposals? Because their leader's part of a community of cult leaders that help each other out. 
It's also, yeah, a good, like, mercenary patron of, hey, we're short on cash, short on resources. We need some help from someone. Yeah. Let's hit the advisory board and do some work for them. Make, you know, generate some fake, fake miracles for exactly. a cult exactly. a few counties over I mean, or whatever. Yeah, super useful. I mean, it's always good to have, like, the number of times in, like, um, in an objective when you have some part of your objective requires a milestone, which requires a bunch of people to do something random. Um, having some cultists who are in hock to you because not even in hock, they just do what you say because Jesus told you, told them that you're all right. That's, that's fucking useful. And again, it doesn't nec- all these guys in the group are not necessarily claiming that they're the risen Jesus Christ. They could be Buddha. Yeah. They could be Muhammad. They could be Edgar Casey or... Madame Blavatsky, or maybe they're not anyone famous reincarnated in general. They're just bringing original. I'm the reincarnation of L. Ron Hubbard. Ah, there you go. The the Scientology splinter set. Nobody suspects them. But yeah, it could be all any all sorts of guys that they're uh, claiming to be, or nobody in particular at all. They're just bringing some sort of new and original wisdom uh, to the people and to do this they need some help from the jesus christ advisory yeah, yeah. board because they know the best techniques and they would they'd have that ex- they'd have that expertise you'd think that they'd probably be a little yeah. bit suspicious like they might want to not want to spread too far they're not producing a pamphlet it sounds like it's if it's a guild in a way no they want to keep no. their secrets in i'd imagine it would spread through word of mouth sure between scam artists pretty much between, like, serial con artists. Yeah. And eventually one, like, hey, I'm going to try to start a cult. Why the hell not? And then they'll, they'll be talking to a buddy that they've worked with before. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I, I heard about this group from a friend of mine that, like, is all about doing this sort of thing. And they'll help you get started and get your, uh, uh, get, get this stuff off the ground, you know? And then you, they get a link to the Jesus Christ Advisory Board forums and decades of uh, wi- cult leader wisdom are now available at their fingertips. I, mad- I I do like the idea that, like, you have to, like, if you're going to be a member of or get some uh, insight from the Jesus Christ Advisory Board, you have to claim to be Jesus because that opens up um, the possibility of, like, oh, you think you're Jesus? Well, now we're going to put you through hazing to see if you can be a good member, if you can be a real Jesus. Jesus hazing? <laughs> That's right, Jesus hazing. I think there should be some more variation, because as much as I like the name, and I'd imagine it is very Jesus-heavy, uh, I think there should be room for a lot of different cults that are getting the help of the advisory board. Hell, you could have a naked goddess splinter sect that is involved with the advisory board. I disagree, um, because I think it could get too... It could get, then you got too many things involved. Like, I like the idea, because then it would be, it would be too much... Um, and there's no through line to like tie it all together, and it could too easily fall apart. I think that Jesus is keeping it together. The the through line to tie it all together is they're all scam artists helping each other with their cons. Maybe I don't know. I, I think it has less flavor then. Like, I'm just going off of what's written in the book, but I guess yeah, you. it. Ha- I could kind of what I imagine is what's written in the book has started as a scam artist thing, and then over time there's a more and more true believers that they're Jesus Christ coming in because again these techniques are useful to any sort of cult leader whether that cult leader is sincere or not yeah and that's gonna be probably the long term downfall of this group is you got too many you you only have so large a capacity for Jesus things start tearing at the seams 
You can only have 333 of them? Yep. Oh, no. Of course. No, that's, um, th- that, that's the universe, dude. You're getting them mixed up again. <laughs> Look, as above, so below. Come on. <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's, I shouldn't be surprised by how many groups I've seen start falling apart once they hit the 333 uh, membership marker. Oh, that's a pretty good hard like um, limit on lots of these sort of things. I don't know. Is there that many members of this group? Maybe. If you did it internationally... Um, I think you could have like a few hundred. I think internationally, there's probably a yeah. few hundred. Yeah, it's easy. Like a few hundred just in the US is too many, but over internationally, it's fine. Um, yeah, there's no need to keep it. And it, like, it's probably just yeah. a forum. They'll like help each other out directly. Members have probably met each other before. At most, there's been like meetups of a couple members and stuff, but nothing like a convention or anything like that. It's mostly just kind of a information network. That helps each other out, and because you're dealing with a lot of true believers in terms of like adherence below them, uh, someone comes clean and is like, "No, no, I'm part of an organization where we teach people how to mm. fleece you guys more effectively." Nobody's gonna mm. fucking believe them, or at least nobody that they're actually trying to reach will believe them. It's the usual issue of getting someone out of a cult. But if it's international, I also think you want to split things apart to be, Look, you know, it shouldn't just be Jesus. Like I said, you should have room for uh, people claiming to be reincarnations of all sorts. I'd, I'd imagine that it skews very Jesus heavy just because a lot of cult leaders claim to be Jesus. And this group seems kind of weighted towards America and I wouldn't say Europe, maybe. I'd like to imagine that these guys are big in North America and South America, especially. In Islamic tradition, there's lots and lots of people claiming to be the uh, the Mahdi, the the Islamic Messianic figure of uh, eschatology. Or someone claiming to be the Messiah of Judaism. Sure. But in in Islam, like, they do also believe that uh, Jesus or Isa will return. So that can tie in very easily with um, this group. Uh, even if I have a different perspective on it. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, people claim to be Isa Reborn. Um, what would be a lot of fun is someone claiming to be the reincarnation of Sabati Zevi. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's just silly. I'm going to get it right the second time, I promise. Yeah, what? I don't know enough about the um, the Jewish Messiah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that much about the theology surrounding it. I mostly about, know about Shabbat as Because my understanding is he was very popular among the Jewish community. Like, it was... There were, like, a lot of Jewish people from all over the world abandoning their lives to follow him. It was not uncommon for Jewish people at that time of uh, history to think that the end times were about to come. Yeah, yeah. And usually Jewish people tend to be... They tend to be less trigger-happy than Christians on being like, oh, we live in the end times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he converts to Islam, and all that falls apart. As you do. Well, he was kind of forced yeah. to. It was you convert or you die, and he's like, "All right, I guess Fair I'm going to convert." I think that like the you get more of these kind of like reincarnations of specific figures with your Abrahamic religions. I mean, in um, Eastern theology, like there's the Maitreya Buddha. Like the Buddha is like it's it's written into the theology that there's been multiple Buddhas and Buddha can like reincarnate. It doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's not as big it's not as big of a deal if you're claiming to be the reincarnation of the buddha because that's part of the mainstream theology and it's as a result is also a part of 
the existing religious hierarchies. They have, you know, policies for what happens there and ways to supposedly prove that you are or are not. The it's Buddha. also super hard to like claim to be the Messiah or Son of God if you're disconnected from any pre- like previous tradition. Um, even though it would make just as much sense, I'm like, I am yeah. Bill, Son of God, like, and here's my new. A completely original theology it's hard to get, get people on board it's like explaining Anunnabis to people jesus happened to he's my half brother oh that's um what's his name hong shil chin hong shil something what's his name <laughs> wait this guy that actually does that nice i am the second son of god no no no, no. yes 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 that was fucking um typing rebellion hong shil chuan he oh, okay. uh, claimed to be the younger brother of jesus christ that would also be a really fun uh, thing for the uh, advisory board is if a guy they help ends up spearheading a legitimately influential political oh, yeah. movement. I mean, there's plenty of historical examples of that. You know, as a religious leader, and that turns out he got a bunch of tips on how, on organizing from the fucking cult leader scam community. Well, yeah, there's plenty of examples of like um, re- act- like uh, full-grown movements. We've got uh, the Baha'i Baha'i movement, like Baha'u'llah, he claimed to be a uh, second coming of Jesus. You've also got Mirza Ghulam Ahmad in India, who was the founder of the Ahmadiyya movement, which is a big uh, movement in Pakistan. Um, he claimed to be Jesus in the metaphysical sense, in character. Did you, Rastafarians believe Hail Selassie was Jesus, like the, the reincarnation of Jesus. Who else? The Moonies? Um, I mean, Sun Myung Moon was uh, seen to be the... Reincarnation of Jesus. <laughs> it, it's very common. Is this something that they these guys claimed? Or was it something that their followers claimed after they died? In the case of Hale Selassie, it was his followers. He didn't claim it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but in most cases, it was like they claimed it themselves. Um, Marshall Applewhite, Applewhite of Heaven's Gate also claimed. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a few there's a few hey anyone uh, can do it anyone can do it and I, I, I I'd imagine that this like this community is probably very positive mm-hmm. you know because it's like yeah get out there and start your group start working on your theology now make your claims early getting a, you have to bother with a lot of questions if you may end up making your claims of holy lineage later on it's best to do them early i think that the jesus christ advisory board it has to have you have to claim to be a reincarnation of jesus christ but it doesn't have to be primary you could be incidentally a reincarnation of jesus christ you could be like mostly a reincarnation of shiva or the buddha or muhammad but you have to also say also i am a reincarnation of jesus christ and i also think there should be a splinter group the mary advisory board who are not who are associated but they're all the people who are reincarnations of either mary magdalene or mary uh, mother of christ well and- so it sounds like how you're kind of thinking of these guys is that they've drifted a little bit from their original purpose of scam artists working together no yes and no they, they're still mostly scam artists working together but, well, if that's the case, then why does it matter if you're claiming to be Jesus? Because or it's not? called the Jesus Christ Advisory Board. Damn it! And there needs to be. Oh, okay. To... It just because there, there needs to be some sort of standard. Yes, damn it! That's, that's basically it. We can't just let reincarnations of any old damn holy leader come in here willy nilly. Jesus only. Otherwise, it, it's it. Otherwise, for me, it loses something. Um, if you're just letting any cult leader in, because cult leaders could be just completely independent. I'm fine with it just being like a tongue-in-cheek name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's actually a very positive and 
happy community. And they, they, they pull all sorts of self-justification shit in there. You're like, it's a it's not just a place uh, to get tips. It's also a support group. All these cult leader con artists to assure themselves, yes, I'm absolutely doing the right thing. I, I, look, I can't help it. I'm a reincarnation of Jesus, Buddha, and Narcissus, okay? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, I think th- there's definitely fun stuff you can do with these guys. Let- let's brainstorm a bit more of what you can do with these guys. I, I like the thing of like, all right, you-, you do the big investigation of the cult and it turns out that they're getting help from a bunch of other local cults because all the leaders are in cahoots sure. with each other through some fucking PHP BB forum that's been up since like 2002. I do like the idea that they've they've sort of settled out. They have a sort of... um. Uh, understanding of like their this is um this is my turf this is my stomping ground it's sort of it's like because i like the idea i like um sort of uh occult underground borders whether it's between true kings or abenomances or whatnot and having another layer of it being like the different um uh groups the different uh, jesus christ advisory board uh cults sort of territories this is my kingdom of jesus christ uh, that's your kingdom of jesus christ this is our border yeah. uh, that's fun they, I also like them as a mercenary patron of like you're an adept that's just moved or something and you need to find work and this local group is like hey uh, I got some freelance work for you for a few weeks you you happy to help with that and like basically you spend a couple weeks on their cult compound yeah. making it look like their leader is casting miracles that is a very good useful that, that's, that makes so much sense yeah nice symbiotic relationship there or doing the same as an avatar. It sounds like they have an understanding of avatars, but I'd imagine they'd coach, coach it in like a lot of woo-woo manifesting stuff. If you think you're a leader really hard and manifest as that, then the universe will fall into place to allow you to make your way up in the world. You just need to believe enough. Like, a a motivational speaker with an understanding of the invisible clergy is a dangerous beast. (laughs) An incomplete understanding, but yes. They've probably constructed, like, this weird motivational speaker quasi-theology with, like, a half-understanding of um, how avatars work to Mm -hmm. justify their actions. And then the next step is Maurice leveraging that into building a legitimate christian new religious movement out of the membership of the advisory board with him as jesus christ but for real this time i promise am i misremembering but i I, there was a passage in the james palmer's history of the occult underground something about like in the renaissance like just like when they were like thinking about the uh invisible clergy as either being like knowing about the avatars but the jesus avatar rules over them or each avatar is like a part yep. of Jesus in a way, like an avatar of Jesus. Um, and then you have your star and your captain and all these different things. They're all different. This is the captain Jesus, this is the star Jesus, this is the firebrand Jesus. Uh, firebrand Jesus knocking over the th- the, uh, the tables of the temple. That makes sense in a way. The healer Jesus. Jesus Scott has a lot of avatars. We don't talk about Darkstalker Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's great, actually. Darkstalker Jesus. The scary thing is what happens when Maurice finds uh, a Dark Allen book. Hey, there you go. That's the moment of like, oh, of course, this is how all this works. Uh, and I need, to, and obviously I'm Jesus on top of all this. Or he becomes convinced that Dirk Allen is the Antichrist. 
and he leads the Jesus Christ Advisory Board against the Sleepers, and the Sleepers no, are like, listen, oh no. He wouldn't be the first person to think that. Yeah, so. Definitely, definitely Yeah, not. that works. I like the idea. I don't know where this came from, I just thought of it. But imagine you've got your cabal. This could be like a, this is like a campaign starter kit type idea, or just like a, a goad type idea. Um, you've got your, your, your cabal has become involved with the Jesus Christ Advisory Board somehow. Maybe it's the end of objective, and you've been invited to the um, convention as guests. So they're not, you're not re- you're not recognized as a Jesus, but you've got like guests. Not a convention, not a convention, but they do do meetup. It's a meetup. It's a meetup, and you're like there with like guest batches. But it's, I want to be like a small convention. Like imagine it's a small thing, right? One of the Jesuses is found murdered, and every and only <laughs> you're the only neutral party. You must investigate. You must. Solve the mystery. Who killed Jesus? Yep, that's solid. I think that will work. That's fun. No, that's fun. Yeah, and that would be a good way to like play with some of the um, ideas we talked about and introduce them. Be like, okay, here are all the different like reasons that this person may have killed Je- this Jesus may have killed Jesus. Um, well, this Je- yeah, no, nah, it's it'll be fun. And it was Mary all along. I, I'd like to imagine that some of their membership has kind of moved behind the scenes to a certain degree and decided like, okay. Starting cult is fun, but helping other people start cult is even better. You know, taking sort of that publisher role, right? So you have, like, one member of the community that, like, puts together new religious movement starter kits. Yeah. Yeah. Here's uh, a connection to a good lawyer. That's another good thing. Uh, Is there, like, a couple lawyers that the Jesus Christ Advisory Board trusts and kind of helps them cover their ass? Uh, It should just be Jesus Christ Attorney at Law. Come on. (laughs) Jesus Christo, attorney at law. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's he's out. He's a damn good lawyer as well. Um, if you can't trust Jesus, who can you trust? Says so right on his billboard. He's got a ponytail and like a nicely trimmed goatee. Uh, th- this is also a good framing device for Cabal. Honestly, you want to start a cult. Yeah. It turns out that one of you one of you guys has connections with uh, the Jesus Christ Advisory Board, and they'd be happy to help you guys get off the ground. You know, for a bit of scratch, of course. Yeah. For a... You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah. And getting a cult off the ground is even easier when you actually have magical power to yeah. leverage for that. And that's when the stuff like, hey, you generate a few miracles for me. I'll send you, I'll send some guys out to help you build your compound. I got a couple carpenters in my cult. They've done this before. You know, I think you probably it's probably fairly rare for adepts themselves to have cults as cult leaders because they're too weirdly mindsetted. Yes. They're too weird and they usually aren't very good with people. And it's too easy for them like once they're tabooed. Yeah, I think yeah, I think definitely involved in cults. I mean, also like usually usually an adept wants to convince other people of how they think. Yeah. They want to convince other people that what they're saying is true. So that doesn't tie too well with, I'm special, that's why I can cast miracles. And so the closest you end up with, like, an adept starting a cult would be an adept starting a school and taking on pupils. And usually even that doesn't work too well in the long term. I remember from second ed, they talked about different adept mindsets. Not all adepts want to teach. Some of them are just solipsistic. Yeah assholes uh yeah some of them but i'm saying like the closest that you'd get would be a school as opposed to a cult sure sure schools are like cults so says mikey fucko yeah and as soon as you graduate your teacher hates you because you didn't get it you didn't one of the things i've 
disliked about third edition a bit is how it has kind of downplayed all the like horrible shit you need to go through to be an adept. Whenever I, if I have a character becoming an adept, it's usually because they've gone. It, it, it needs to be. It needs to be. There needs to be a run up to it. Yeah, I think these guys are relatively usable. Uh, ways to have them as an antagonist, ways to have them as a patron, ways to have them as an ally or even a benefactor. How about as a player group? This allows all sorts of room in the advisory board hierarchy. You could be someone just getting their cult off the ground and the envi- getting some favors from the advisory board. That's your street level. Your global level is your... You've made it. You have your cult. You have your disciples. Your Oscar's disciples. You're doing it. You're doing it. You've made your way up in the cult world, and you're one of the big players in the Jesus Christ Advisory Board. I, I like the idea of like you're you're playing members of a one of the cults. That could also be good. Could be interesting. Like so, you have the Jesus as a sort of a Jesus. Your Jesus is like a, an NPC. Should be an NPC or, or one of the player characters, alternatively. And then once you hit Cosmic, that's when you start getting a bit too big for your britches and the other members of the Jesus Christ Advisory Board start getting worried about your level of influence and start trying to work together to take you down. Sure, yeah, or like at least, uh, maybe not take you down completely, but at least uh, take you down a peg or two. Bring you back down to global level. We don't want any Cosmic cults here. We don't want a repeat of the whole Amshin Rikyo incident. Yeah, no, it's too much. To an extent, they'd want to not... They want to keep, um mundane authorities away from them well yeah like they understand that if a cult gets too big then they're gonna draw a lot of attention from mundane authorities the police and whatnot and that's very likely gonna get traced back to them eventually and that's really bad for them cosmic level problem no one wants to join the jcab sure why the hell not it's already a cargo cult might as well make it an actual one all right, yeah, I think we have some pretty good ideas of what to do with these guys. They're one of the funner entries in book three, in my opinion. Yeah, there are some entries I'd like to talk about in future uh, for book three, but for now, um, yeah, good old, good old Jesus. And Jesus. I would like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, That's right. Saturnalia, Yule, don't forget Yule. Yule, Yule's important, Yule's important. Uh, with the flooring cleaned well enough, this place is starting to look a bit less like home. Let's put some new stains on the carpet, Tormson, and I can bring out the eggnog. All right. Uh, I thought you. I thought you were um, making a pass at me, but okay. Hey, you're the one that snuck me into the mistletoe last year. tell the truth and I I always attempt to as far as I know it at that time yes so did you walk on water no did you um, raise Lazarus from the dead yes so you saying that you did some sort of miracles Mm -hmm. 
but not other sorts. And there's a few miracles in the Bible I didn't read, but the rest did. The rest did? The rest I did. Like, most of the miracles involving recovery of people's sight, the recovery yeah. of their wounds, but the walking on water is one of the ones I didn't do. Yeah. Um, the, another one that I didn't do was turning the uh, water into wine. You didn't? So you couldn't, uh, you couldn't give us a, a, a nice little shot. You want to drop down, do you? <laughs> no. No. No.